0: Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals Podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Stiles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S on today's show. I want to jump on into the world of... Of Major League Baseball and what's happening right now as the winter meetings wound, wounded, wound, winded, concluded last week. Uh, so, right now, it seems as though the New York Yankees and DJ LeMahieu are on the outs. And this has been a wild ride this offseason because it started with the Yankees, Steinbrenner, you know, their owner saying that you know, they can't have both. They can't have Tanaka and DJ LeMahieu. And then it was, okay, they're going to get DJ LeMahieu. They're going to re-sign him. All signs point to those two guys getting back together, you know, LeMahieu and the Yankees. And now it seems as though LeMahieu and the Yankees are far, far, far apart in that LeMahieu will not be returning to New York because the Yankees continue to be penny pinchers. Which plays into why... MLB fans are so mad at, at, at each owner because there's no need to be penny pinchers right now. There's just not. I get it, pandemic has hit everyone hard, but you're the owner of the New York Yankees. You can afford DJ LeMahieu and and, and Mashiro Tanaka or at least afford LeMahieu. Don't miss out on both of them. And, and who knows if they if they're going to get uh, Tanaka back. But still, uh, I think that you should go listen to Locked on Yankees for full coverage of this because uh, she had a fantastic episode, just ranting and raving about uh, the Yankees owner and really taking you in depth of like why this decision is so infuriating. But I found that interesting that the Yankees and Yankees are so far apart because again, this has just been an up and down weird year because like, I mean, I should say weird off season because they the full spectrum has been met the full spectrum of um, you know, Okay, you know, we're going to bring him back. We're not going to bring him back. We're going to bring him back. And now we're just so far apart, it's not even funny. And then the fact that we still don't know where George Springer's going to go, DJ LeMayhew's going to go, JT Rilamuto's going to go, or, or Trevor Bauer, you know, the Cy Young winner, one of the best catchers, if not the best catcher in baseball. LeMayhew hit 400. George Springer, who had an amazing postseason. The fact that we don't know anything about their free agency is just crazy to me. The NBA free agency lasted a day. They got things moving, and they got fans excited, and they got, they got all this stuff done in a day. It's been three months for baseball. And I, I am just at a loss for when we're going to find out this stuff. I mean, Jackie Bradley Jr. still has no home. I, I I don't know when we're going to find out the the results of these free agency classes, and I hope it's not once again at spring training. Whenever spring training is, so we talked yesterday about the the owners wanting to shorten the season and push spring training back. But that is just insane to me. Another story is about the fact that you know George Uri did say that. You know they're going to be without their shortstop and their catcher, you know, D. D. and D.D. Gregorius and JT Ramuto moving forward. That kind of does narrow out one team from the from the Ramuto sweepstakes that they don't think they're going to have him back next year in Philadelphia. the The off has been incredibly wild, and for Kansas City they've been pretty active. I mean, you get Minor, you get you get uh, Taylor, you get Holland back, you get Carlos Santana. You know, you get all those guys. And we'll see if they can put something together that can be a successful season for Kansas City. And what would be a successful season? And this is what you know, Mike Matheny has to has to level with and has to evaluate for himself, and Dayton Moore has to as well. Is a successful season for Kansas City a playoff push? Is it finishing five games out, or is it about development? Like, where is Kansas City at? on that spectrum. I think that you can easily break down every team. Okay, are you rebuilding uh, and you're just trying to absolutely bottom out? You're not even really caring about development. You're just trying to bottom out. Are you doing that? I think Kansas City is past that point. Are you focusing only on development where you just want to get guys at bats? You want to get guys opportunities and you know that they're going to fail, but you just want to do it anyway, which Kansas City has been at? Are you at the what I call the turn of the corner? The turn of the corner is where Okay, we're going to get our young guys up here. They might struggle some, but we are looking to win. We're looking to add veterans like Carlos Santana and Greg Holland. We're looking to win with Mike Minor. We're looking to win. We're looking to compete, right? Compete would be the operative word. We want to finish close to five games out. You know, I like to use that five game number as a good measuring stick of, uh oh, they were close. You know, five games out, they were close. You know, three games out, they were close. And then are you full bore? We want to make the postseason. We want to make the postseason. And I think that we want to make the postseason as far as Kansas City will ever get, uh, barring just some magical draft. And once again, they, they had the top farm system in all of baseball, and they had the best farm system f- system in baseball history, and they still never reached the fifth level. And the fifth level is what only the Yankees and Red Sox and, and Dodgers achieve of, just hand them the trophy. They're so good. They're going to be so dominant. It, it is championship or bust. And I don't think that Kansas City will ever ascend to the 5th level which is championship or bust. So I think that they're going to stay in these three levels of we only want to develop people. We only want to develop players right now. We want to compete and we want to make the playoffs. Somewhere in that three level system is where Kansas City is going to be this season. And right now today you could email, you know, you could email the show, you could tweet into the show, Lockdown Royals you could give me your take and say that you have Kansas City in any of those three. You have them being a playoff team. You have them being a competitive team, or you have them being a developmental team, and I would believe you. I would hear your argument. I would understand where you're coming from, and I would legitimately, you know, you could convince me legitimately that they're going to do any of those three teams, any of those three things. And that's where the balance is going to be so tough for uh, you know Mike Matheny because. As we mentioned a little bit yesterday, before we ran out of time, the, the the best lineup I think that you can put out on the field opening day would be Perez behind the plate, Santana at first, Merrifield at second, uh, Minasia at, at short, Dozier at third, Olivieris in left, Taylor in center, and Cordero in right. I think that that's your best lineup with with Soler DHing. I think that that has the best opportunity to win baseball games, and that is a competitive lineup, which puts you in that second tier, that second level, because at that point you're no longer developing, Nicky Lopez, who is a starting point of a Gold Glover, you know Gold Glove caliber player, but still needs dramatic improvement at the plate, which, as you know, you cannot get better at hitting big league hit, you know big league pitchers, if you don't get the face, big league pitchers. So you're no longer developing him. You have now signed Mike Miner, and you still have Danny Duffy, and you still have Keller, Bubich, and Singer. So there's no room in that five-man rotation to call up an Asa Lacey or to call up, you know, who, whomever. The same way that Brady Singer got to impress you in Spring Training 1.0 and Spring Training 2.0 and crack the team opening day. And your bullpen, well, kind of, kind of set with five guys. I mean, four guys, really. I mean, you're, you're going to have Zuber, Stomont, Holland. You're going to have Barlow. It's kind of set with those four. And then you can work some pieces and some marginal guys around that. You know, maybe Cowart can sneak into the bullpen. Your team right now, I think is closer to the competitive stage than it is just, let's only worry about developmental stages. But I think that you still are at the point where you need to worry about development. Also, I mean, are you ready to give up on Nikki Lopez? let's not overreact to a 60 game sample size and in that 60 game sample size he did one thing elite and he was an elite fielder so if you're an elite fielder as we see with Michael A Taylor who is a god awful hitter but is an elite fielder there're still spots for you but you can't have i mean i mean you can't have a black hole in center field at the plate, a black hole at second base in the plate, possibly a black hole at shortstop at the plate. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to just pin and write down and pin that Mondesi is going to turn around at the plate. He always does this. He always has a good two week stretch, a good three week stretch, a good month stretch. And he's never anything the next year. He's always going to do this at the end of the year, whenever you're playing, you know, some September call ups, he's going to have a fantastic September. People are going to rave about him. Oh my God, he's so good. He's an MVP player. Let's see it. Let's see it then. Let's see it for a full season. And he's never been able to do that. So why would I think this year is any different? So if you were to play Nikki Lopez, you'd have a black hole at second, short, center. If Soler's not turning around, you have a black hole at the DH. If Santana's not turning around, you have a black hole at first base. Now your lineup has just fallen apart. But you can try to limit the damage by bringing in Witt to play second. So, I mean... This balance of development is going to be so interesting for Kansas City. Just as interesting as Built Bars, because Built Bars are a fantastic protein bar. Uh, they really are. They're a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful protein bar because they taste just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, Use promo code LOCKEDON. You're going to get 20% off your next order. BuiltBar.com is incredible. They're great for pre-workout. They're great for post-workout. They're even great as a meal replacement. You're going to want to get your hands on them today. Today, you, you're going to want to do it. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. They are just delightful. Pre workout, post workout, again, even as a meal replacement. My favorite has to be the cookies and cream, uh, Built Bar. They are great for the keto diet. They are great for losing and maintaining weight. They, they are just perfect. Builtbar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order. Builtbar.com, promo code locked on, 20% off your next order. We're back on the Locked On World's podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I want to tell you right now to head on over to the Locked On NBA podcast. NBA fans, listen up. The Locked On NBA podcast is getting you ready with a with the start of the season with a special week of team previews podcast all week long. They have waiver wire for from Locked On Fantasy Basketball, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. They also have rookies to watch for from draft guru, Chad Ford. Uh, they're also going to be previewing each and every team, and I'll be previewing the Thunder because I host Locked On Thunder. I'm the local expert for the Oklahoma City Thunder, so you can hear from me on there. It, it is fantastic. All of our local experts got together, uh, got a, a preview for their team down, and then they're also going to give predictions for each division and the division finishers. Uh, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Subscribe to Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, there's also Locked On NBA shows. You know, any team you could want. I know in Kansas City, there's no Kansas City team, but you're close to having the Raptors. Go check out Locked on Raptors. I mean, you, also, I, I know that a lot of people in Kansas City like the Nuggets, so we have a, a great Nuggets show. We have a great Jazz show. We have a great Thunder show. We have, we have great everything, everything in the surrounding area, if you're a fan of any NBA team. So I, I did want to talk about just some fringe moves Kansas City made. Bubba Starling is back, so how about that? He, he again, got waived uh, to make some room on the 40-man roster, but he is back on the uh, spring training offer-type minor league deal, as is Foster Griffin, uh, and so is Carlos uh, Sabria, who they got in that Astros deal. Uh, So, you know, those guys are back on minor league deals. Nothing too major about it. You know, you can call them minor transactions. Uh, Please laugh. Please clap. Jeb Bush, shout out. Uh, but you know, th- that's kind of just the news and notes. Those guys are back, and none of those guys really are on my radar. For uh, you know, they're on my radar for just impact players by any means, or even players who will see time. I mean, I think that Bubba Starling is out of Kansas City uh, at the major league level. I mean, Michael A. Taylor is literally what Bubba Starling is. I mean, he's a great fielder. He's an even better fielder than Bubba Starling is, and they're both got off with the plate. So I mean, why would you need two of those guys on your roster? You don't. So I, I don't think that we'll see uh, probably Starling in Kansas City anymore. I think that assignment's done in the big leagues. Uh, In the past week, though, uh, Gene Watson has left Kansas City a longtime scout for the Royals, and he's joined the Angels uh, in a special kind of role with the GM, you know, kind of a promotion, you know. Uh, So credit to him, longtime scout for Kansas City. Heard he does great things. I'm not going to act like I know exactly what he's ever accomplished, uh, but credit to him. Good job from... uh, Old Gene Watson. So that that's all the news and notes from Kansas City. You should head on over though and follow Locked On M O B on Twitter because they are doing great work. Our social team is doing amazing work. So check them out. Also, you can follow this show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. And so you can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Locked On Royals.